everyone. It's Florence Brummer. I'm your host of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a bi-monthly or every other week podcast that discusses time management and lifestyle tips for lawyers and small business owners. I am an attorney. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. I've been a lawyer for 21 years, and I thank you for joining me. Please join me on my journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. When I last talked at you, I had... um, a couple of busy weeks, and um, I think I did a review of Spiral. I hope I did. I remember doing a review of Spiral, which I really liked and want to see again as soon as I, I have an opportunity to. And since then, I took a little trip um, just recently, just got back from it. And before that, had so much court and so much meetings, but I can't even begin to fathom everything that was done in the last two weeks. So I ended up, let me kind of work um, backwards to forwards, but um, I had a trial that was supposed to be scheduled uh, this last week. So this is the Sunday before Memorial Day, and it's my anniversary. I've been doing this podcast for This is embarrassing. I can't remember if it's two years or three years. I think it's three. Um, Yeah, I've been doing the podcast for a number of years now. And I started it on Memorial Day weekend. So that's my anniversary. My first weekend, I did three podcasts like right in a row to get the feel of talking into the microphone and um, just seeing how it worked, posting them, seeing how it worked when I posted it. And now... Here I am several years later and still doing the podcast. I'm like very, very happy to be here. So right before, the week before Memorial Day, I actually was scheduled to have a trial, a week-long trial, a week-long jury trial. And for a myriad of reasons, um, most of it being that the trials really aren't back to normal yet, um, it, it's getting pushed to February and uh, things should be back to normal more than I guess um, I, I'm sometimes I feel like there's light at, and at the end of the tunnel and then I see something or hear something and and I feel like it's um, you know one step forward two steps back sometimes so I said to myself if my trial gets moved I'm going to Legoland at the end of May and I want to take my children and my son-in-law, and my grandchildren. And that was my carrot. If the trial was happening, it just was going to happen, and that was it. But if it wasn't happening, it was sort of my, just a little carrot, like a little incentive to having some unanticipated open days, like in a short period of time. And then my trial ended up getting continued May 7th. The judge said it's continued. And 
that week opened up, and the first thing I did was book Legoland trip from the 27th to the 29th. And up until that date, I was in court pretty much every day. Um, Two weeks ago on the 17th, I had a settlement conference that lasted many hours and settled the case the same day I settled a couple more cases. On um, Wednesday, that Wednesday, I was supposed to have a trial. It got settled pretty much last minute, and I was actually able to um, view my daughter's graduation live, which I wasn't going to be able to, something that was really, really bumming me out. I can't tell you how many times there's been things that have been at a certain time, and my schedule has prohibited me from being part of it. And um, then very, very, very last minute, I had an adoption scheduled on Friday the 21st in Prescott, and it was in person, which I'm only having really, you can't even call it a handful of things in person at this point, and it really is probably, gosh, I always hate to give odds. It's probably about one out of 50 hearings, maybe even one out of 100. I mean, I have so many hearings, and... um, to have something in person is just odd and crazy. So I went up and did the um, adoption and, and then came back. And then the week, the three days before my, um, my trip were just jam-packed, including a mediation where I attended it from my office from basically 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I had a hearing in the middle where I had to jump on this other hearing and take care of it. And um, then I had a another hearing on the 26th, and I got ready for my trip on the 26th, finished getting ready on the 27th, and I kept telling everyone wheels up by 7, but I was, I was trying to pack a cooler and get all this stuff together. And by the time we left... Um, my house. It was probably closer to eight thirty. Seven really would have been more preferable because the the goal was. And I'll tell you a little bit about the Legoland trip. If you are looking for a theme park experience and you want something maybe smaller and a little easier than say Disneyland, like Disneyland to me is kind of hard. Um, I love it. I love everything about Disneyland and California Adventure, but. And I've done it where I've gone for a day and hit a bunch of things and really accomplished a lot. But I have found for Disneyland that three full days is your best bet. Um, so for Legoland, it's smaller. It's smaller probably than, you know, it was so much bigger than it used to be. I think I went about... I was trying to figure it out about seven years ago. And I would say the park has probably doubled. And, um, but it's still very small. I mean, maybe it's the size of Universal Studios. Maybe it's a little bigger. Maybe it's a little smaller. It's easy. Like Universal Studios has the, um, the, the lot that's down and you have to take the escalator. So just getting there takes you about 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes round trip to get up and down from the top lot to the bottom lot. 
So Legoland doesn't have anything like that, but it does have, basically it's considered like three parks because you have regular Legoland, you have the water park, and then you have the aquarium sea life. And you can stay at the Legoland hotel for a very economical price. Like staying at a Disneyland hotel is always super expensive. It, um, I would say it's about three times more expensive than than a regular hotel around Disneyland. And I've found it. I've, I've only stayed at the Grand California like one time. I like really, really wanted to have this great Disneyland experience. I booked the Grand Californian, paid, you know, the amount of money, got got a good rate, like the time we were going was fine. So I actually got a pretty good rate. But it was more expensive than a regular hotel. And I found it to be meh. It was one of our least enjoyable trips. Um, I booked it because it was it's attached to California Adventure. So they give you the entice you by saying there's this private entrance the private entrance had 300 people lined up at it when it opened so what good does that do to you we I don't even think we ever used it we might have used it like running back to our hotel but like for the start of the day I don't think we ever used it we saw that line and we went to the we ended up going to breakfast and then just going through the regular park doors it just wasn't worth it Um, but Legoland's a little bit different because it's smaller they have two hotels Legoland the regular Legoland hotel and the Legoland castle hotel which are right next to each other so it's interchangeable like whatever good rate you can get or whatever room that you're looking for uh, there's not one that's better than the other so um, we ended up because I wanted one of those, they're, they're called a suite. I don't know if you'd really, I guess it's about the size of a, like a one bedroom apartment, apartment, but no kitchen, of course. Uh, they call it a suite. It has a, I call it a bedroom with a king bed. It has a living room with a sofa bed. And then it has a smaller bedroom with bunk beds and then a trundle bed underneath the bunk bed. So they allow it to sleep eight we also had two pack and plays because we had two babies. So it was very, very crowded. But for for two nights, it was really sort of doable. The sofa bed was awful. My poor daughter and her husband, um, it was just terrible. The second night, my daughter slept on the trundle bed on the floor and her husband slept alone in the sofa bed because it was just this, it was awful. It was like all these metal poles and it was in, in terms of like finding the worst sofa bed you could ever find in the world. This may have been one of them on the outside. It was very comfortable. You know, it was a nice sofa. Maybe they would have been better off just sleeping on it like a sofa. But when you opened it up, it was terrible. But my point that I keep going all, all the way around is that the Legoland, you can buy a package and it's really relatively affordable. So it was a package for all of us to go to Legoland. So that was, um, my, I didn't get a ticket for my husband cause he's not into theme parks. He'd rather just hang out at the hotel. He had visions of going golfing, but he never did. He just kind of hung out at the hotel and came to breakfast with us. So it was breakfast. Um, uh, see, we got there on Thursday. So it was breakfast Friday and Saturday and two day tickets for all of us. So we left, 
and drove, you know, all the way to San, Fran oh, San Francisco, to San Diego. I rented an expedition from Enterprise. It in an expedition seats eight. There was eight of us. It was pretty good. The third row seat is kind of narrow, so the people in the back were not very comfortable, and I felt terrible for them. I sat in the front the whole time, either driving or sitting in the passenger seat, so I was very comfortable. And um, my grandson was in the third row seat, so he was in a car seat, so he was fine. But the two people who got the third row seat were often very uncomfortable. My I think my 14-year-old sat back there the whole time, and then um, a couple of the adults traded out. You know, my daughter Lily was back there for a while, my daughter Florency, my son-in-law was back there. They sort of traded, and it made it a little bit more doable. So the ride was pretty good. Like, going on Thursday was a good day to go. It was before everyone was getting out of town, and traffic all the way there was great until right when we got to San Diego. We were a little bit, I'd say a little bit east of the city and on our way to Carlsbad and then traffic just stopped. In the last, oh, I would say 30 miles or so, probably took an hour, took a while. It was a lot of stop and go traffic with a lot of stops. And then we finally got there. We uh, went into the hotel room, um, like unwound a little bit, you know, got our stuff in. And I said, if we're, I said, I have a two day pass. <laughs> so one is that today is one of the days to use it. And the park closes at five and we were, it was like four o'clock and trying to get everybody wrangled was impossible. I said, we're either doing this or we're just going tomorrow. Do you want to go to the park for a little bit? And we can, you know, get the most we can out of these two-day passes or, or not. At least we can just get the lay of the land. Like, that was my that was my anticipation. So we finally get out the door. I mean, I think it was like 4.20 when we're walking up to the park. And I thought that the park would be like, no, like, no, you can't come in. It's too late. Also, as a tip... Legoland said that in order to get in, if you were out of state, you needed the COVID vaccination. We all had it. We had our cards ready. Nobody ever asked us for them. Um, so we they were ready to go if anyone asked us, but nobody ever asked us. Maybe it's just, I've heard Dr. Fauci say it, that the COVID vaccination proof he was anticipating would be more of like an honor system type thing. And I mean, who would want to show up and not have it and then get turned away because they were just hoping it all worked out. And I think at this point, probably the statistic I heard is about half of the population has been vaccinated. So, um, I, I mean, I think we're heading in the right direction there in terms of vaccinations. In any event, <laughs> I didn't really want to talk about vaccinations. So we go in and we have about half an hour. So we just start walking around and we actually saw quite a bit, and it was like this lovely sort of afternoon. Here's a tip about theme parks. Whatever time they say they close, it's really more of like an hour later. The rides aren't going to be riding, but you can kind of be meandering around. And even I think if you are in line for a ride, they're going to make sure that you are able to ride that ride. 
um, and, and not like just start throwing people out um, who are just in, standing in line. So I think like how it works is if it closes at five, the the unspoken rules, it really closes at six. So you could hop in line for a ride at 4.55. And if it's an hour wait, you're probably still going to be able to ride that ride. So we walked around and just saw things. My favorite thing at Legoland is, um, I think it's called Mini, what is it called? Mini Land. And it's entire cities built out of Legos. They do New York and a little tiny piece of London. And they do the Eiffel Tower. They do Vegas, San Francisco, some of my favorite cities. And then my all-time favorite one is the New Orleans um, I'm like, it's so cool that they do New Orleans, the New Orleans, they, they have the cemeteries with the mausoleums and they have a jazz funeral and they do like a Mardi Gras float and the French quarter, just everything amazing. And, um, it, that just pulls at my heartstrings the, and they have Cafe du Monde, <laughs> my favorite place to get beignets, the only place that I will get beignets. And, um, it's just lovely. Uh, the, the church, I can never remember the name of the church, but it's in Jackson Square. And it's all just set up beautifully. And it's my favorite, favorite thing. And then they have a row of, um, I don't know, call it like just famous busts. You know, there's Einstein and Martin Luther King Jr. and George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley. And you, the little path and you walk along that and we sort of walked and there's like a medieval era area and we walked through that a little bit and you couldn't get food. You couldn't go on a ride, but we were sort of had the park to ourselves for like a little bit of a walk. Then we went back to the hotel and we ordered Grubhub and there's a vegan restaurant nearby. So we all ordered food and then, um, basically went to bed early. I think I was in bed before nine o'clock. My daughter was like, um, she, they had took the, they took the kids to the playground and she goes, well, what are you going to do next? She texted me and I said, well, I'm going to bed. And she goes, it's still daylight out. And I was so tired. So we got up early cause I get up at five. So by nine, like I'm really, really ready for bed. So we got up the next morning and, um, got ready had an early breakfast. I got an early reservation. The breakfast was nice. It's, they did it sort of cafeteria style, which was a great idea since nobody's doing buffets. So you went up to a counter and you went up to and got a tray and your silverware and your plate. And then you went up to, a, I don't know, I guess you call it a counter or something. And someone would ladle whatever food you wanted on. If you wanted eggs or you wanted bacon potatoes they would ladle that on and then you could grab on your own like a yogurt um, orange juice uh, milks pieces of fruit fruit cups um, it always makes me a little sad because I'm like oh my gosh there's so much single use type items I felt like we had so much trash just from our little group but I don't know I don't know the solution to that they had a coffee bar where you'd walk up and you'd get a, you could order a coffee and that came with your breakfast and you'd get a bottle of water. Like it was all great. And we had this nice breakfast and then we just hit the park. We were at the park at nine o'clock, like right when it opened up and, um, right away what we're able to get on some rides. Like initially people were pouring in, um, 
the rules regarding COVID are you had to wear masks the whole time. And you, there was supposed to be social distancing of six feet. Uh, you know, when you're in line for like a, a ride, um, they have the dots and that's nice. But I looked around and I don't think many people were following them. A lot of times people were kind of bunched up together. We followed them. Um, and we were one big group anyways, so between two dots, it, we, we filled, in, filled it in with people anyways. Um, and we went on a couple of rides, like initially in the morning, and then we went back to the hotel and had lunch. We were trying to find a place to eat. One of the things was a lot of the stuff was closed down. A lot of the stuff was open, which was great, but a lot of the stuff was closed down, and uh, food areas a lot of them were closed it was very frustrating because they have an app that tells you where to go we would pick something we would go to it it would be closed so then eventually we knew uh, we wanted to go to the water park so they had to get swimsuits for the babies and towels and things like that so we had to go back so we just went back to lunch at the hotel empty like empty it was great like everybody was still at the park so we had lunch then we went up to the room, got what we needed to get, and then went back to the park, went to, walked the opposite direction, you know, like a park, um, many of these parks were kind of in a circle, where if you head in one direction, you circle around, you'll hit everything. So we went the opposite direction, hit stuff that we hadn't seen, there was this whole new Legoland movie area that we hadn't even seen. And so we went that way and did a few things. The ride lines were too long. At 30 minutes to an hour, that's too long, especially because we had babies with us. But I still felt like we were seeing a lot, and it was fun. So then we went to the water park, and the kids were really unwound. They loved it, you know, just being able to splash in the water. And we were there for quite a while. And then um, we headed back, and... There was this, they have a specialty dessert called apple fries. It's like a french fry, but it's apple. I don't know. It's kind of like an apple pie french fry with cinnamon on it. And then it came with like like a vanilla whipped cream. It was very good. It's one of their specialties of the park. Here's another thing about Legoland. Their food and their um, gift shops are reasonably priced. Uh, the food was, like there was one... We never ended up getting them, but they had a shop. They had a shop that had churros, three for six dollars. Three for six dollars, like wow! Like at Disneyland, like one churro was like eight dollars. So things like that were relatively inexpensive. Drinks were, you know, fine. Like it was all fine. It seemed like we didn't really buy any souvenirs. My daughter bought her son a stuffed dinosaur, and I think. It was $12 or something. It just wasn't that expensive. Um, oh, another very cool thing about the Legoland Hotel. it It's all themed. Like, it's not regular plain in any sense. Like, you walk in and it looks like a big giant castle and there's a slide. And so while I'm checking in, um, my daughter's able to take her son on the slide and the baby's in his stroller and he's looking all around 
and they're doing pictures and it was great instead of just like standing there tapping your foot it was wonderful like all the stuff you could do and everything like you go into the elevator and all these lights turn on our headboard had these beautiful lights that look like like so everything is like wizard themed we had a wizard suite so the light uh, the headboard had these lights that were like wizard potions and every wall is this Legoland um, wallpaper that's like scenes and it just was lovely like everywhere you look is lovely the wall in the shower was like a oh I don't even know what what the material was maybe a plexiglass or like a hard resin or something. And it was all a scene. Like it just was beautiful. So um, everywhere we went, there was just always something to look at. And, and Legoland is just like beautiful gardens. And then these beautiful Lego sculptures where you just are in awe of them. Um, so we finished up at the park. We like really stayed until close. We ended the day at when you walk out there's Sea Life Aquarium and it's open a little bit later than Legoland. So we went in there, went through it really quick and um, went back to the hotel, ordered from the same restaurant again. This time got Grubhub. Had a f little bit of a funny Grubhub story, which was we... Um, ordered and the day before the Grubhub driver dropped it off at the door of the hotel room and just sent me a text said hey it's right outside your door I opened the door there's three bags we bring them in we eat and we all kind of just kind of sat on the floor and sat on the sofa and just like sat around in this little living room area and we'd planned to do the same thing. So the driver calls me and she says, do you want me to bring it to the room? She goes, I don't think I can go up there. I go, oh, you can. I had food delivered yesterday. And she goes, hey, I'm going to be honest. I My son is sleeping in the car, so I just have to drop off the food in the lobby. And I said, okay, fine. Just you know, drop it off at the hotel desk. I, the hotel desk calls me and they say, did you order Grubhub? There's just bags sitting in the lobby. So she dropped off the bed. She just abandoned the food in the lobby and took off because her son was sleeping in the car. My kids were like, oh, you should complain. I'm like, no. I mean, she's trying to earn a living and, you know, it's got to be tough. So <laughs> I'm like, forget it. I'm not going to do anything, but just kind of laugh about it. And the, lob the hotel lobby called me to show you just how great this hotel was. They called me. And they said, um, we apologize, but there's just food left here. And I said, yeah, she told me she was going to do that. I said, I didn't realize she was just going to drop it and run. I thought she would actually tell you guys. And she, and they're like, no, she just dropped it in the lobby and just walked right out. And they kept apologizing. And I said, you, you literally did not do anything. There's nothing that you did. And so um, one of our group ran down and got it and we got and we ate we ordered from the same place but the rule for the second night was we all ordered different things and it just ended up being fun just to order totally different things and everybody tried everyone's everything it was a vegan restaurant and we're always excited about that and it was just great so um go to bed early pretty much um i get up at five they moved um because we kind of shuffled around to make the sleeping a little bit more comfortable. So my two-year-old grandson's bed was put in my sleeping area. And at 5 a.m., 
he was standing up and just staring at me. And I was up anyway, so I grabbed him and I brought him into bed. And we whispered and played while everyone else was sleeping. And then everyone got up. And one of the things that was, I don't want to call it frustrating, but I don't know, odd, I guess, is that you had to make reservations for everything. I thought it would be more like, I don't know, very, very automated, where you had to walk through the Legoland gates at a certain time. So you had your tickets, you had your ticket for a certain day. But then in the morning, you had to go onto the app and reserve going in. You don't get a time, you just reserve the day, even though you have a ticket for the day. So it just was odd. But you had to do that, otherwise you couldn't get in. So that was one thing. And then for the breakfast, you just couldn't go down. You had to make a reservation. So I had originally made a reservation on Saturday for 9 because I figured we were leaving so everybody could sleep in. But by 7, everyone was up. And the thing opens at 7.30. And everyone was like, we're hungry. And I said, well, let me try to just change the reservation. And it worked great. I mean, there were just some things that worked really great that went really smooth. And so we went down and had a breakfast. And um, then we went back up to the room and our choice was either hang out in the room, um, take the kids to the park, which was downstairs, not the big Legoland park, just the park that you can play on at the hotel, or hit the road. And everybody was like, let's get going. You know, um, we have such a long ride and the traffic is probably going to start up. So let's get going. The ride home was so smooth. Like we didn't hit any kind of stop and go traffic. And three of us alternated driving. We did a stop at in Yuma. Um, so Yuma is probably the halfway point. And we always stop there and there's an, on the way home, there's an A&W root beer and I always get a root beer and the, everyone will get whatever they like. Like my husband got a root beer float and it's an A&W KFC. So we also got sides, like we got mashed potatoes and it was just kind of our lunch, um, mashed potatoes and someone got corn, someone got coleslaw. We just got some sides and root beers and, um, it was a good halfway stop. And then we got home and it was probably before four o'clock, which was great. Uh, we, you know, we started unpacking started laundry, just really, really got organized. I, oh, this is annoying, but I got on my email for a while because, um, I have figured out that the Thursday and Friday that I was gone, like two days, I cannot believe how much catch up I have to do from it. So I checked my emails on, let's see, we got there Thursday. I checked them Thursday night. I worked a little bit on Friday morning and then Friday when we got back from the park and just, I had hundreds of emails and then a little tiny bit on Saturday morning before we took off and just tried to get a handle on it. And then today it's like luckiest thing ever. So we were really sore after the trip. Like I am just embarrassed to admit like how sore I get. And especially with my bursitis, which is 
how embarrassing, you know, like it just sounds so old. But the, the bursitis in my hip was aching, aching. And while we were on the trip, I texted my massage therapist because I was in so much pain. I was just thinking about a massage. <laughs> and I said, you know, when can you get my husband and I for a massage? I was not with any hopes of anything in like the next couple of weeks. I figured she'd just get us in when she could get us in. She's like, how about Sunday? And I said, perfect. So today is Sunday. And a couple of hours ago, we went and got massages and my hip is feeling amazing. Like it just feels so good. Um, like losing my train of thought, like what, where I was going with this. Oh, I know what it was. So this morning I had to return the rental car and the rental location is about 30 minutes away. And it was, um, in, in Phoenix, like it wasn't an airport location, which was amazing. They were, I have to give a, a plug to enterprise. We rented from enterprise. Um, it wasn't an airport location. They had me in and out when I picked up the car. They had us in and out when we dropped it off. And then I dropped off my husband on the way home to play mini golf. And I thought, hey, I have an hour and a half before my massage. I'm going to run into the office and just get the lay of the land on what's going on. I went in and was shocked to see the most giant pile of messages I've ever seen. Um, uh, like just my, It made my heart just start racing. And then there was a huge stack of work um, that I had to look through that my associate and my assistant did. And I'm kind of measuring with my hands right now. It probably was about 10 inches tall. So I went through a lot of that. I grabbed some of it to take home and read. And then um, I um, just started, I, I n didn't do an email at all. I said, okay, my my emails I've been looking at for the last couple of days, like I have to do the stuff that's here. And I kept doing it in 30 minute increments. I kept saying, okay, I'm going to hit 30 minutes here, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes here. And, um, I went through the whole hour and a half and I'm like, okay, it's time to go get my massage. <laughs> um, so it was sort of nice that that's how I ended my hour and a half of work. Um, you know, what's crazy. I, I will say this in, in some ways, I'm not going to stop taking vacations because it's something I did for a long time, which is I didn't take them, but I don't lose those hours. So for Thursday and Friday, you'd say regular work day, seven to eight hours, like, like not even an intense work day, not like a 12 hour day, say seven to eight hours. Most of the time I have to make up that amount of time. So while I was gone, I was on emails for several hours. Today I went into the office for an hour and a half. This morning I started working on a settlement conference memo. So between the emails while I was gone and working today, I've already made up a whole day. So it's not like I have the time off and then just jump in to another day. Um, I have to like physically make up those hours. So that stinks. It's very disheartening. There has to be a better way that I can try to take a trip. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think it's just the way it goes sometimes. And um, tomorrow's Memorial Day, and I'll have to work. All right. No more feeling sorry for myself. I'm lucky. I'm blessed. I have a job. 
people want to hire me, but um, when you're taking a couple days off, it just can be a bit of a bummer. All right. Well, so my podcast today was really travel in the time of COVID and just giving an update um, the last couple of weeks. I wanted to do a quick review for Army of the Dead, which is available on Netflix. It's a Zack Snyder film. So he's done films like 300. He did the Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Um, he did the new Dawn of the Dead. So there's an old Dawn of the Dead that takes place in the in a mall. He did the newer one, which also takes place in a mall, which I really liked. And so I was completely stoked about Army of the Dead. Like could not wait to see this movie as soon as I heard about it. The premise is there's a zombie breakout in Vegas. They put walls around Vegas so all the zombies are quarantined in Vegas. So you have a little bit of that quarantine type, um, I don't know, quarantine type story. Like sort of what we've been dealing with for the last year. I felt like maybe to a certain extent they might have ramped some of that up a little bit. Um, to make it match for what we have going on. And then um, someone hires this guy who who is uh, Bautista, the wrestler, and an actor that I really like, like loved him in Guardians of the Galaxy, and hires him, tells him to assemble a team, and they have to get out $250 million out of this safe, and if they can get out that money, they can keep $50 million of it. And because the, the zombie breakout is just in Vegas, that's why money is still worth something. <laughs> that's good. My daughter asked that right away. She's like, who cares about money? I'm like, oh, no, it's just in Vegas. Um, so I'm totally stoked by this whole thing. And the first 10 minutes, the opening credits have this amazing um, sort of introduction to how it all came to be and I'm just like loving it and then it was like meh like within this movie and I don't make movies so I don't even know what I'm saying but in my head I kept thinking if you sliced this and you slice that you have like a really good movie in there it was two hours and 20 minutes for this type of movie it was meandering and bloated. So the big thing about this movie is, um, the other thing is they put a sense of urgency on it. There was a time clock because the government was going to um, do a nuclear bomb on Vegas and kill all the zombies. And they were doing it in, say, 72 hours. So it was like, get in and get out. Well, as Bautista is assembling his team, He's like having beers with them and they're clinking bottles together. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no time for this. Like it should have been, it should have had an urgency that the premise called for. And then they just ignored the urgency. And um, if you, if you really want to see this movie, maybe just stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> but it, towards the end, they say there's X amount of time. And they say there's an hour left before the bomb goes off. And then, or no, they say 20 minutes. And then the rest of the movie lasted an hour, I think. So the timing didn't even match what they were saying, 
which I know has happened in movies before. Like a lot of times you'll see like the bomb ticking and it'll be two minutes and then it'll be a 10 minute setup in the in the movie, which has always been to me like a little bit of a taking me out of the moment because I'm like, it's way more than two minutes, <laughs> just sort of driving me crazy. So in any event, um, there were parts that I really liked. They did different things with the zombies. They did things where I thought things were going places and then it didn't, nothing happened with it. Um, there was a very, it was sort of confusing. There were two types of zombies. There was just like the ramblers, like, and like the, the, the zombies from the walking dead that just move slow and bite you if they happen to get you. But then there were these ones that like started a community. They were fast moving. They could fight. Um, they could think they could do other things that were kind of surprising. And a couple of them looked like identical to each other. So I thought, is this supposed to be, is, is there like a reason why they look the same? And it was the, some male zombies and they sort of look like Chris Angel, the ma magician. <laughs> and so I thought, is there a reason? And are they going to explain that? No, they just looked alike and it meant nothing. So it was a very odd. Um, the ending was like, meh. Uh, they tried to do something kind of cool at the end, and it was sort of cool, but not great. And it was just a movie I had been really, really looking forward to. And maybe if I didn't have so much anticipation, it wouldn't have been so bad. But because I was so psyched for this movie, it ended up being a bummer. So if you have no um, anticipation for it, watch it. You'll probably like it. If you're hoping that it'll be like the best zombie movie you've ever seen, you may want to skip it and let your anticipation dip a little bit. So that is my review for today. I'm going to sign off now. I will be back in two weeks. Have a great couple of weeks. And let me do my clothes. One second. I'm sorry, I'm still here. <laughs> I just can't find my little clothes because it tells me of all the places that you can find me. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. I'm on Facebook under my name and also under my law office, Law Office of Florence Brummer. My website is brummerlaw.com. The podcast is also on Patreon, and we have a special where, um, I think it's $15. It's been a little bit since I looked at it. For $15, you get a shirt and a note with a time management tip. And the shirt is a custom-made tie-dyed shirt from my husband's business, Stupid Sexy Tie-Dye, which is available on Etsy. I'll talk to you next in two weeks. Thanks. Mm -hmm.